This is the must-listen form hour. This is the Melbourne Racing Panel. Working through the last three quaddy legs at Flemington on New Year's Day, Dean Lester, David Gately and Jamie Rogers from the tab. And if you're working off earlier form guides, you need to add a couple of kilos to Calico Jack, who's backed up from that meeting at Cranbourne on Thursday night. He's been penalised two kilos for that victory, allocated 56 in this race prior to that win on Thursday night. So race two, number five, Calico Jack with Jamie Carr aboard will now carry 58 kilos. Dino, and I suppose in general for, for wins of that stand of the two kilos, low penalties, pretty much a, a standard penalty there for, for Calico Jack. Yep, it's uh, a four-point penalty uh, in his ratings, um, but uh, yeah, he did win on Thursday. It's funny, it was released at 8.22, but uh, yep, he's got two kilos more now. Race six is the Chester Manifold. Jeff via the SMS has thrown a, a question at us, and it, it might even be um, answered when you guys work through your assessment of the race. Happy New Year, guys. Thanks for all your help during last year and hoping for a, a good year this year. In the Chester, I think Nicola Nevito doesn't look to get the, the right tempo scenario this race. Suspect he might ease to a longer price closer to the race. That's from Jeff, who's a regular contributor via SMS. Dino, just first of all, when we're looking at, at this race... From a tempo point of view, and from my perspective, I thought Holbein probably rolls forward, corner pocket will, will be there somewhere. Paldoro's interesting from that wider draw, whether he comes across it and sits somewhere on the speed. I think Crosshaven will hold a spot from the inside. I thought Holbein, corner pocket, the most likely to control the tempo. And for that reason, I thought Paldoro might be able to get into a spot not too far away. And I thought he's been just come to another level this stage. Paldoro, he wasn't well treated at the handicaps last start. A similar scenario here, but he's not paying a penalty for the win he was able to achieve last start. Jamie Carr aboard of, gone with eight Paldoro. Hit a four, looks like Elvis coming through the same form line. He just seemed to be a bit below his best there. He's had a trial subsequently. His best would be good enough to be right in the mix here. I was quite keen on him at Packenham in that race, giving him another chance. Nicolini Vito did run well last start. Different scenario here, but inside draw with McDee aboard. He, he might get a more economical run. And the most intriguing runner of the race is Subconscious in the Lighthouse Colours, who was able to win this race last year for the, the Mar and Eustace team. I like what I've seen from him at, at the jump outs. He doesn't look too far away and he doesn't look dour. And his international form around the 18, 1600 metres says that he, he's not a dour staying type. Kicking off at 1400 metres wouldn't be a shock at all to see him run well, despite the fact that he's up there with the 60 kilos. Eight, four, six and one for me. Dino, how are you seeing the Chester Manifold? Uh, I, I thought it was look quite a busy race uh, early, and um, Nicolini Vito is going to need a bit of luck. He might end up three back the fence, but uh, he's going well, and more importantly, he's he's pacing himself well. He, after that first up win at Flemington, got in a bit of a bad habit of over racing, but they've uh, certainly ironed that out. And uh, where he's drawn here, he'll be covered up, and uh, hopefully, he can come with one late run and. Run well, corner pocket. They come through the same race. It was a fast race. I'm trusting that form that it'll run well. I think Jared Austin just uh, circles any 1400 metre race at Flemington over summer and uh, brings look like, looks like Elvis down. He ran well in it last year. He came down later in the year, or mid mid last year and won another one. And uh, he's raced well here so many times. He'll run well again. And uh, I've put in number eight Peldoro who. 
I think he needs a fair bit to go right early uh, in the in the uh, first 300 metres. But uh, if it does, uh, he's going so well, he can run very well again. But uh, trusting the form here from a couple of weeks ago and going with Nicolini Vito, 6, 3, 4 and 8. 6, 3, 4 and 8. And just with Jeff's SMS regarding the, the way the race might shape up, how are you reading the tempo, Dean? Uh, I'm reading it pretty strong, Warren. I mean, you've got Crosshaven in one. I don't think subconscious will be that far back. Holwein was the, the hard one for me because he's coming off a 2,000-metre run not that long ago. So uh, whether he's still going to be as sharp and a couple of times this prep he has been off the pace. Corner pocket and Peldoro certainly got uh, tac- tactical speed. So, no, I thought first 400 looked quite busy. With Jeff's query re- regarding how the race might set up for Nicolini Vito, Gator, before we get your selections, how are you seeing this race from a tempo perspective? Yeah, it looks similar story. I think it'll be solidly run. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting what they do on, on Holbein as well. Um, might be the key to it. But I think there'll be enough tempo if you're good enough, and that's all we need. And Nicolini Vito is well and truly good enough. I mean, it, it was all on us him last time. He was, you know, peeled wide a long way from home. He didn't really have a, a you know, one to, to track him into the race and ran over them anyway. If you're running 121.15 at Flemington, 1400, are you doing a lot right? And I think the key, as well as him settling better, as Dana references, these dry tracks, he's just a different horse, isn't he? He just missed Paldero prior to that. Now, that day, it was all honest Paldero because he was three wide no cover all the way. A terrific win. Uh, but Nicola Evito was forced back to the inside rail, and I'm not even convinced was the best part of the track that day. So, anyway, that's the way I've read it. We get a lot wrong, though. Paldero, danger. Looks like Elvis um, loves Flemington. Just, uh, just a really good horse. He couldn't quicken in that race with his 60 kilos, the Packenham race. Uh, he just held up a touch. Um, and I think it was, you know, certainly affected the margin uh, at the very least. And corner pocket, super genuine. Uh, it's difficult to ignore. 6, 8, 4, 3. 6, 8, 4 and 3 from Gator. Dean Lester with 6, 3, 4 and 8. My number's in the Chester Manifold, 8, 4, 6 and 1. Race seven's the other feature on the card. It's the Baggett Handicap over 2,800 metres. Both listed races, races six and seven on the card at Flemington. Scratchings are numbers five, nine and 12. How does the market look in the Baggett, Jamie? Well, Warren, there's two that have seen support and they're quite separate in the market but holding pretty much the exact same. So Persan is one of those who is the favourite at $2.80. The two Sound has also seen some interest at $5.50. The three Regal Lion has also been popular at $3.80. But the best backed runner is actually the four, San Huberto, at $8.50. So there's not much separating Persan and San Huberto in terms of hold, but you can see a bigger price there for San Huberto. Noble Heights, the six, has also seen a bit of a dabble at $7 and Vegas Night at 11 has also had a bit of interest at $11. How do you see the tempo playing out over 2800 here, Dino? Warren, I, Persan's going to have a little bit more company uh, early than he had last time with Vegas Night and Station One. Uh, Nobel Heights behind them and San Herberto. I think he's a you know, grinding you know, horse that winds up, so I don't think they'll want to get too far back there, but Persan, whether he goes on and leads Vegas Night or Station One or today, he's ridden that just that sl- with a slight difference, just depending on tempo. I think that's how it'll work out early. How are you playing this race? Uh, I'm tipping Persan. Uh, he's got his mojo back. He was ridden with purpose in the Zipping Classic, and they 
uh, rode him in a manner that they dared the others to beat him. A couple got past him, but he he really showed good aggression, good fight in his race. And then last start, beautifully rated by Harry Coffey. Now, he can rate him the same way today. It might not be in front. It might be sitting second or third and just build the tempo as he wants to. And as the class star of the race, I think he's got a great chance. I think Regal Lyon will see a lot better uh, staying effort from him this time down in Melbourne. He, he was terrific winning at Sandown, 1,700, and then he jumped to the 2,400 of the Her- Herbert Power. And I just don't think he had the right... But he's had a steady build-up again uh, to get over this trip, and he was very effective in this distance range as a three-year-old. So I think he can run very well. Uh, six Nobel Heights uh, has chased really well at his last two, the Packenham Cup, and then the run at Flemington. And uh, four San Herberto. I think he's a real work in progress for the Mar Eustace stable. Second run, I'm expecting him to keep improving uh, because I've always had a really good opinion of him. Uh, injury probably catarled him as, say, a Melbourne Cup horse, but uh, these sort of races are well and truly uh, in his uh, range. But I'll put them in one, three, six, and four. You say work in progress for Mar and Eustace with San Huberto, and as an experienced galloper, it's Blinker's first time. Do you know how much faith or how much trust do you put in that with the stable? Well, they've, yeah, they've learned about him. They, I think that he might have been the nose roll first time for them or he'd only had a couple of runs in it. So, uh, yeah, they've taken that off, put the blinkers on. It's, uh, yeah, I think it's a really uh, a valid point you make, Warren, that, uh, it, you know, that they're, they're changing things around and, and just trying to make, uh, you know, get the best out of him. How are you playing the uh, bag at Gator? Yeah, look, I'm going to stick with Persan. Obviously, back in the winners this last time, all honours him, I guess, giving them all a stack away. He was beautifully rated, though, as Dino referenced. He's run well in a Melbourne carpet. Twenty, so I don't think twenty eight hundred is going to be any issue. So I'm happy to stick. Regal Line been closing off well in listed races in Sydney. Their running time, he was only two and a half lengths and a bit of change off Persan when they clashed in a Herbert Power in October, and he was jumping pretty sharply to twenty four hundred that day. A Vegas night, good fight last week. Uh, on a fast-paced Packenham Cup prior and only pipped narrowly for second by a horse called Noble Heights, who clearly um, then gave Persan a bit of a scare, daylight third. So easy to tie those uh, those two horses in here as well. So one, three, seven, and 6 we are. One, three, seven, and 6 from David Gately in the bagot. Dean Lester with one, three, six, and 4. I'm with number 1 Persan also. I thought he was able to be perfectly ridden by Harry Coffey last time and, and controlled a race. He doesn't pay a huge penalty for that. He only gets a half a kilo weight turnaround from Nobel Heights for a dominant victory. One for me had a two sound. I think he's the other class stayer in the race. He had a tough run at Packenham last start. If he's come through that run, OK. And anything like his previous form would be good enough to at least be competitive here. Back to handicap c- conditions from some of his runs earlier in his preparation. Six Nobel Heights gets that little weight turnaround on Persan, he's going well, he should be right at his top now, and San Huberto getting the blinkers on, and it would be a real project for the Mar and Eustace stable to try and turn this horse around. One, two, six, and four for me in the bagot. One by the SMS Dino, just question regarding Callan Murray, who rides for the uh, for the Griffiths and de Kock stable in the, the Chester Manifold aboard Catch 22, and just a little bit of background on, on Callan. Well, his recent riding's been in South Australia, but he's a lot more experienced and a, and a lot more elite than just a rider that's coming from, from South Australia and taking an opportunity in Victoria. And he was a, a champion rider in South Africa in, in years gone by, Dino. And just tell us what you, what you know a bit of insight into Callum Murray. Yeah, first time I met Callum was uh, when he came out on loan to uh, Lindsay Park uh, 
quite a few years ago now. It might have been uh, the year after uh, Tom Marquand or one of the really uh, high-profile riders. He came out for a little while, didn't have a lot of success, but uh, as you said, in South Africa, uh, through his contacts with the uh, De Cox stable and other stables, he's uh, he's ridden a lot of uh, feature winners and, and he's been uh, plying his trade in South Australia, which a lot of South Africans have done and uh, and certainly Bahrain Vorster very successfully. And uh, he's got such a... I think he's one of uh, Matt De Cox's closest friends, so uh, when he gets a chance, I think they... Uh, they like to put him on. He's there aboard Catch-22 today, Callum Murray. Certainly an experienced and very talented rider. Strong rider also. Race eight's over the 1,400 metres. It's a benchmark 70. Scratching to numbers 2, 4, 11, 14, 16, and 18 and 19. Number of scratchings here. Jamie, how did that affect the market? Uh, it wasn't. It didn't impact them too much, Warren. So there's only really one horse that's seeing support in this race. But I will start with the five, Corona Lad, who has seen a bit of an interest at that $7 price. If we go down a little bit further, the best-backed runner here is the 12 in Victory Bay at $2.60. And it pretty much is one-way traffic at this stage. A few other runners have seen a little bit of a dabble, like I mentioned, in Corona Lad. And the other one is Obfuscation at $4.40, the 20. So not a huge amount of action to round out the day at Flemington. Gator, how do you think they might run along in the last? Yeah, speed looks okay, doesn't it? With Alpha Dan, Subarachi, Rafaga be right up there. Um, they're probably the main ones. Um, big field, though, can certainly uh, generate a bit of inverted commas, false speed. But Victory Bay sat three and four wide here last time. The leader crawled and kicked. Um, they probably waited a fraction too long, in my humble, to make their run. And, um, yeah, stormed home and, and missed the bob. 10.90, last 200 was the day's fastest. Tragic stuff, uh, but I think can um, can bounce back today with uh, you know a, a proper a race um, and some clear running. Subrati's going super. Former Andy Mistrong's won four of seven at fourteen hundred. Flames down for a rider who knows him really well. Obfuscation chased Tasman Park and a big finish just missed River Plate. It's really good form. Their running time and Corona Lad. I'm not sure how he turns the tables on Victory Bay. Um, but he must have a case. 12, 1, 20 and 5. 12, 1, 20 and 5 from Gator. Dino, for those that were living yesterday on the, the Saturday panel, uh, an early look for you was Victory Bay, who's trimmed up since that price that was available this time yesterday. How are you seeing the race? Yeah, I'm very happy to be with him as the standout of the day, Warren. Uh, Gator's outlined the case. Uh, he just sat forward on a slow pace and, and what he's capable of doing, he could have just sat up outside the lead or led and and I think waltzed away with that race, and uh, he didn't. Uh, he ran home very, very quickly, but didn't get there. I think he should take control of this race, though. Uh, I'm hoping that uh, proactive from the start. Uh, he doesn't have a lot of speed drawn inside him, uh, so he should be nearly first down to the rail, and, uh, gee, I think he'll be awfully hard to beat. Horse that comes with the same form line that was well beaten last start, but was just never in the right spot and it was a total forgive, is uh, Galactic Fury. Uh, he's a, I thought before that he was going along okay. His run at Sandown Lakeside behind Sander Katowice was quite good. He's just a horse that's got to roll into the race, so I think the draw actually suits him. Uh, he's the one. little bit of insurance in the quality for me, but uh, they're the standouts. 20 obfuscation is very consistent. Will run well again. And five Corona led likewise. Uh, 
as I said, he's drawn wide, but not a lot of pressure there. He should get across pretty quickly as well and can run well. But uh, I think that all being well, Victory Bay will win the last 12, 15, 20 and 5. David Gately and Dean Lester with Victory Bay on top. Dino's numbers 12, 15, 20 and 5. David Gately with 12, 1, 20 and 5. And I also think Victory Bay is clearly the, the one to beat. And for all the reasons the boys outlined the way the race shaped up last start, he was just left with too much to do in a, in a slowly run race. I'd expect a more positive ride here. 12 for me, clearly. Super Artsy's flying for, for the stable. Gets the claim here, obviously taking on more seasoned and tougher opposition coming through the, the midweekers, but he's earned the weight, he's going well, can't be improving at this stage of the preparation, but gee, I think he's there with at least a, a trifecta first four hope. Corona lad through the same form line as the top selection in Victory Bay, and 20 obfuscation gets out to the 1400 metres here, but he's racing as though this trip will suit and he should be strong late. 12, 1, 5 and 20 for me. Dino, before we get a, a take on the best back runners from, from Jamie Rogers, just your overall thought on how the track might play, warm conditions and a likely upgrade today? Uh, it will, it'll, might play a little bit quicker than it has been, Warren, but, uh, gee whiz, Liam O'Keefe just knows his track so well that, uh, it doesn't even become a factor in my mind, really, uh, that, uh, we've got any real worries with how the track's going to play. Gator, your thoughts on, on that? And, uh, I think most punters and most, uh, most racing industry participants echo Dean's comments regarding Liam and the Flemington track. Yeah, look, um, <laughs> well... Yeah, I kind of just love betting there, and the stats tell you that. Um, and, and there's a reason why, because, you know, you get a level playing field. Um, so, yeah, I'm not expecting any savage pattern to start happening today. Let's head back to Warren. Jamie and find out who Warren. the best back runners. Yes, Dino, before we get to Jamie. Uh, Warren, obviously, uh, Calico Jack heard that he's going to carry two more kilos because he's now a late scratching on Bet's advice at 8.49. Calico Jack wasn't happy with that penalty. What do you think he wanted, Dino? I think he wanted to probably carry the weight that he, you know, when we saw at 7.30, the scratchings, the weight he was supposed to have. <laughs> Calico Jack out as a late scratching. So he's been a, a recurring theme right throughout the day. Calico Jack, he comes out making a total of 21 at Flemington today. Jamie, who have been the best back runners? And please don't include Calico Jack. Yeah, no, Calico Jack definitely was not one of the better backed runners for today. There's really just one at Flemington, and that's coming out of race two, number nine, Papillon Club, is very, very well supported in that race. It, to be honest, though, Warren, we haven't taken a huge amount on this meeting in general, but Papillon Club is definitely the best backed runner for the day. And over in Canterbury, race two, number eight, Shalatin is the best backed runner there, but also not a huge amount of betting interest coming out of New South Wales either. Been taking your fancy today, Jamie? Uh, I've got two for me, Warren, and that's race two, number one, Hennessy Lad, and I've also got race seven, number five, Persan. Best of luck today, Jamie. Thanks for all your help over a big weekend. Hopefully you can get a little bit of peace and quiet sometime during the course of today. Oh, absolutely not, Warren. Everyone's got their sneakers on. We're about to go for a bushwalk. <laughs> Fantastic. Sounds like a great day to do it. Get it done before the heat really kicks in. Exactly. Everyone have a great day. Six to nine on RSN 927. We'll come back with the team's best bets and quaddy plays after this break.